as always, Mary Beth Smith. Um, as you can tell by my raspy demeanor, I just woke up. But, you know, when better to record a podcast intro than wake-up time? I can't think of one. Um, my guest on today's show was my good friend Kellen Tarrett. Uh, I want to go ahead and say at the top that I think it may be uh, the episode that best resembles the idea that I had for this uh, podcast when it started, in the sense that Kellen tells me a lot about what his topic is informationally, but he also gets into um, why he loves it, why it's become such such a big uh, part of his life and his routine, Um, and then... we had a really cool conversation about um, why why it's important to have things that you're passionate about um, that I truly, truly love. Uh, and I got to, I think both of us got to talk a lot about um, some things that are important to us in the sense of having passions. Um, and I mentioned a Megan Amram essay that I will link in the notes that I would encourage everyone to read because uh, I think it's amazing and I have thought it was amazing since two years ago when she wrote it uh, yeah check that out enjoy the episode um, quick plugs Ray Ray Wednesdays continues tonight at the One Group Mind Theater the corner of Clark, Newport and Sheffield um, the next Nerdalog show is the first Sunday of next month, which is the 6th of October at 7 o'clock at the Public House Theater. Um, if you have not, please check out the other podcasts on the network, uh, Your Stories and the Nerdalog cast. I was, I told an episode, or ugh, I told a story at the last your stories that just got released on the episode this week and I was a guest on the last Nerdalogcast so if you like this then you might like those things um so check them out uh Nerdalog's podcast network uh, is running a contest kind of we're trying to encourage people to leave us iTunes reviews so basically get on iTunes Leave a review for one of the podcasts, or all three of the podcasts, and you may be able to be a guest on the Nerdalog cast. It's an idea we're throwing around, but you gotta leave reviews first, even if it's just for my podcast. You can go on iTunes. It's not just for the sake of uh, leaving a review, it helps us out in the iTunes store. It makes us show up on searches and things like that. Don't you want that for us? Well, I do. And what I also want for you is for you to listen to this discussion with Kellen Tarrett because it is excellent. 
So then you're definitely going to talk about coffee yeah, 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 because yeah. that's what I want you to talk mm. about. Uh, no, I wanted it to be your decision, but I was definitely glad that that's yeah, yeah. what you said. <laughs> uh, but I also know that you're an, a very intelligent person and you probably could have spoken to a few different topics. That's very kind of you. I am here with my guest, Kellen Tarrant. Uh, he is going to be discussing coffee Hi. on the episode. I didn't know where we were going. You didn't know. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. It's like, who? Uh, he was trying to sound. Hi. Hi. Okay, yes. We're going to be talking about coffee. Yes. Yep. Uh, Kel, yeah, I, there's, there's no good way to start it, I don't think. I'd rather it just be a natural catch those last few moments. Grab that moment before yep. we go into the podcast. Uh-huh. I get uh-huh. it. I get Good. it. I like that. Yep. Uh, so Kellen has already made us a cup of coffee yeah. for each of us. Mm-hmm. He didn't make one. Hey, yeah. just it, shared. To share. yeah, two, <laughs> two cups of coffee. Delicious, right? Mm. I finished mine because uh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, what I would love to start with is uh, what do you feel like your, uh, what's the inception of your love and knowledge of coffee? Oh, um, I think the inception came from living in a small town where my father was a police officer (laughs) and a lot of the friends either did drugs or they drank. Okay. And so I needed to find something to do that was legal. That was legal. And that I could do in public. I That's think, so as well. cool. Yeah. That's a, I love that as a response. Yeah. Uh, so, like, coffee was your anti drug. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, like, and coffee, I mean, I grew up with a bunch of stoners and, like, party kids in high school. You grew up in Colorado. So I, yes. so, I was born in Colorado and I lived in Colorado until I was 12. And then at the ripe age of, like, 12, 13, moved to Oregon, oh, to Eugene, Oregon. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, my time in Colorado was very shy, kind of like mm-hmm. loner. Went mm-hmm. to like a magnet school and like mm-hmm. you know was uh, uh, as as a lot of people of our character. Oh, absolutely, are. absolutely. And then uh, you know I I moved to Oregon and yeah. you can do whatever you want and be whoever you want to be. Cool. And as at thirteen, I'm like, oh, great. That's this awesome. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. That's when I... I didn't know a lot of people who... I mean, there's not a lot of 12-year-olds who do pot or drink. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be intense. But I did know a lot of young kids, like 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16-year-olds who were drinking. Who I think that's definitely pot. the threshold. Sure. The, like, yeah. you know, leaving middle school, going into high school age. Getting into when that you, like, stuff. either do or don't. Yeah. There's not really an in-between, I don't think. Especially at that age. Sure. I feel like you're either, like... The bad kid who gets yeah, into it, right? Who gets into like a lot of stuff like that with your group of friends, or you're pretty like straight laced. Sure. Uh, which I didn't really have that many friends in high school. Aww. Well, until I went to like um, the Amathus Science School. I've sure. talked about it a little mm-hmm. bit on the podcast before, but in my junior year, I went to Amathus Science School, like similar, kind of similar yeah, yeah. to a magnet mm-hmm. type school. Uh, and before that, I just hung out with, like, band nerds, and I didn't really hang out with them after school very much, so I would just, like, go to my house, go home, yeah. uh, watch TV, do my homework. Sometimes I'd hang out with, uh, um, my good friend Mary Helen and a couple other good friends of mine, but other than that, like, so I, there was never really an option for me to get yeah. into anything like that. Uh, but you found yourself trying to find other ways to keep yourself from Yeah, to stay away from that, I think, because there was a lot of, uh, 
I had a lot of friends who, like, were interested in, like, we were, we were, we, we wanted to talk about stuff. We wanted uh-huh. to talk about things because we were, like, smart and eager 15-year-olds cool. who weren't interested in doing sports. And I hadn't really met anybody who was doing theater, so we, we would oh. go and we'd, like, we were, like, reading the Communist Manifesto. We would go <laughs> to coffee houses and, like, getting shouting matches about what Marx meant and being like, you don't know what he meant. You don't know. Oh, my uh, gosh. Like, and coffee became that sort of stimulant for us as opposed uh-huh. to other people who were, like, getting drunk or getting high. And, uh-huh. and they just, they weren't interested in doing anything. That's so cool. Yeah. That, honestly, like, and I mean this in the best way, this doesn't surprise me. Like, knowing you and knowing your oh, personality, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. this doesn't surprise no. me at all about no. you. I think it's... It makes so much sense in the best way. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I've always known you to be a very like interested person. Yeah, because I, I I think I like coffee because it's a it's a conversation stimulant. Uh-huh. Like you can drink coffee by yourself and read, or you can kind of be in a coffee yeah. house and do other stuff. But like coffee is best shared with someone because uh-huh. it gets your brain and your heart going, and you're like, yeah, Literally, oh, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Like, yeah, yeah you know, physiologically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, also, I think there's some psychological mm-hmm. stuff behind it, especially at the point we're at now, you know? Yeah. Let's go grab a coffee. Yeah. That's a very specific exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I always, I talk to my friends and they're like, guy friends or girlfriends, and they're like, oh, I really like this person. I'm like, oh, well, go, go get a cup go of coffee cup there. Cup. And they're like, oh, it's so cliche. I'm like, but it's not. But like, it, yeah. you can sit and you can have a cup of coffee and you can learn a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. Uh one by when they want to get a cup of coffee, right. what sort of coffee they want to oh, have. Cool. This is me who psychoanalyzes oh, everything. Of course you do. Of course. Especially saying. coffee related stuff. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> everyone. Everything. I'm literally <laughs> like, oh yeah, everyone does this, right? Nope. Maybe that's why no one takes nope. my advice. <laughs> <laughs> We're realizing things about oh. ourselves. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's like I think coffee is a good way to go and talk to someone because uh-huh. it's it's not um it's not a, a depressor. You're not getting a, a drink which is lowering your um, inhibitions, which mm-hmm. can lead to some weird sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It stimulates you. It makes you want to engage with the person, or it makes you want to be like, okay, cool. I can have a bad date for 15 minutes and be like, I'm done with this coffee. Let's go. Yeah, you for know? sure. It's a it's a very easy. It's, and it's, I would say it's even very different from going, there's very different implications between that and like going to grab a drink. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you can do, like you said, you can do coffee pretty much any time. Yeah. Except for maybe like super late. Yeah. Uh, Depends on what sort of coffee you're going to get. Uh, but you're never going to go on a coffee date and be worried. I'm like, oh, does this person want to have sex after Exactly. Work? Whereas if you get a beer, there's that, there's just that little bit more of a stigma mm-hmm. of like, where is this leading to? Yeah. Yeah. But coffee can be totally innocent. Absolutely. And even platonic. Absolutely platonic. I feel like two people having coffee in the morning, having coffee in the afternoon at night, uh, no one's going to be like, oh, what are those two people Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're just, you know, yeah. they're, they're having coffee. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, so you made us one of your favorite types of coffee. Uh, I you, talk about that. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. So I... Or not uh, necessarily the types, way you brew Yeah, yeah, but like the way you brew it, but like... Um, so I used uh, 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 hometown favorite Stumptown coffee coming from Oregon. Uh, Stumptown was like the first like really great. I, I mean, I, I guess you would kind of consider it like a micro brew. This is cool. to, like it's it's like a micro roast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was you know local people doing good coffee. Um, 
and also having kind of the change in terms of how coffee was consumed. It wasn't a big company who was literally just buying beans from uh-huh. everybody, uh-huh. roasting it, putting it in a can, giving it to someone. This was like small batches, interested in, in where the farmers were, cool. interested in like fair trade, being like, yeah, you are in uh, more than likely an improv- impoverished country. Uh-huh. Um, You've been taking advantage of. Make sure this is being. Handled yeah, make sure properly. this is handled properly because they uh, the idea of this was a, a a business who was interested in the sustainability of coffee, cool. not in let's make a quick buck fast. Oh, sure, 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 right. So, uh, uh, how long has Stumptown been around? Do you uh, have, do I think you know? about ten years. I think oh, maybe cool. more than that. Yeah, yeah, so it's been around for a while. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, Stumptown has. Did you first have it in Oregon? Yeah, that was okay. the first place they had it. You know. Um, and, you know, there's roasteries in New York. Uh, they've got uh, – uh, Stumptown is able to um, distribute its coffee all around uh, the mm-hmm. nation. Uh, Chicago, they're talking about wanting to put a roastery here. It's Ooh. kind of been in the air for the last couple of years. But there's a place called Heritage General Store, which is uh-huh. on Lincoln, which is a great, uh, amazing coffee shop that's been featured in a bunch of different magazines. Really? Like Martha Stewart's Living. I can't believe I've never been there. Oh, well, I've it's, it's, for so long. it's weird because you wouldn't, you look at it, you'd be like, oh, well, that's not a coffee shop. That's like a bike shop, but it's a coffee really? shop. And you walk in, it's really beautiful, well designed. They're really, they're, they're so focused on design. They, um. I bet I've seen it a million times. You absolutely have. You absolutely place. have. Um, they make bikes. They make like, custom bikes there, but they also have a little. Oh, I know exactly, exactly what where you're it is. About. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's they a have the shop. bikes in the window. Exactly. Right? I know exactly. exactly where that is. Yeah, and everyone's like, and they're really here, like Heritage General Store. They're like, well, that's not a coffee shop. I'm like, oh, hold you know, on, it's great. Yeah, because when you said it, it almost sounded like it's. Uh, well, there's places in the South, Mass General Store. Are you familiar with Mass mm-hmm. General Store? Yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of. So I was like, oh, it's just like a place where you buy a specific thing. Yeah. But it's not no. really that at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's great. They do great stuff. And the fact that they have like a personal relationship with the people in Stumptown. Like Stumptown came out and helped them figure set up, out. F- figure out all the coffee cool. stuff. Like trained all the baristas. Oh, man, I love stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the kind of company that I like. Like, yeah. not only do they do good stuff, but it's like forward thinking and... Like, again, sustainability, looking at, like, all right, well, how, how do we support certain sort of, like, farms? Cool. And, like, I mean, coffee coffee is an intense business. Yeah. And the fact that it's, like, oil, number one uh, traded commodity in the world. Second, coffee. Is it really? Coffee. And it has wow. been for a hundred years. You know? So, that's, I mean, they're definitely, Columbia, for instance, that's got to be their number one I mean, next to drugs. By, besides yeah, yeah. Coke, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you got to think about, like, you look at the equator, you kind of have, like, the coffee belt, which uh-huh. is, like, that whole area if you're looking at, you know, Central America going into a little bit of South, South America. If you're looking at the kind of uh, 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 Central and Sub-Saharan Africa going oh. into Indonesia, going into India, like, that whole area, that's where all the best coffee is grown. Interesting. Um, and... You can look at any of those countries, and it's really about how empowered are the farmers there. Wow. Are they just making money off of selling trees? Uh-huh. Are they making money selling off of... The beans and... Like, like, oh, no, I mean, like, in terms of lumber. Like, what, oh, what are they using their land gotcha. for? Because for a long time, coffee wasn't really a business that I think a lot of farmers in that, that any part of the world were really thinking about because... 
there weren't a lot of people drinking coffee in terms of the way that that, that uh, they are now. Right, right. Like, right, right. the idea of getting a different sort of bean, there was, like, you have two types of, of like, um, major families of beans. You have Arabica beans and you have Robusta beans. Okay. And Arabica beans are grown in the mountains and they're a little bit more you know, kind of finicky about how it's grown because it's okay. got to be in some shade and it's got to have the right sort of water. Um, but they're the really flavorful, interesting beans. What are they, what did we drink today? This is Arabica. That's okay. definitely Arabica. Um, you can tell, uh, I mean, you can't see this podcast plan, but <laughs> if I was to get the beans out, you can see the shape of it. You can see the peel of it. Uh-huh. Um, is that a more common? No, the Robusto is the more common because Robusto can be grown almost anywhere. Oh. Robusto just is like you put the tree down and it grows. It doesn't, it makes more beans. Uh-huh. Um, and it's definitely when people think about coffee tasting harsh or kind of really intense, mm-hmm. they're thinking of Folgers Robusto oh, beans. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because they think about that robust flavor. Literally, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, of blends or brews like labeled as robust yeah you know so uh, um and there's one bean is not better than the other because they both have certain sorts Mm -hmm. of like i mean that's like saying oh well you know uh bourbon is better than uh uh, scotch because bourbon is made with corn it's like well no i like mine made with it's it's yeah i was gonna go beard like a stout is better Mm -hmm. than a belgian or something like that which is totally you know it's all dependent on taste and what you want to do what you want to do with it exactly exactly what you want to do with it and it's like you 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 find like coffee that is made over the coffee that is created and grown in central uh, uh america and south america has like a wetter sort of taste it tastes a little bit more like wet grass okay you have a little bit not there's not a lot of fruity tones it's a little bit more like hey it tastes a little bit more like spring it's a little uh-huh. lighter uh, yeah. that's kind of what this tastes like yeah, um, yeah. as opposed to African coffees taste like earthy and fruity. I can totally see that. And then you have like Indonesian coffees, which taste like tobacco and taste oh, like, cool. like 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 more almost teaish. Um, a little bit more on the lines of like meaty. It's like, okay. like I've had Indonesian coffee where um, like it almost tastes like you're eating a piece of meat. Like you're Whoa, having like a steak weird. because it has a really oily sort of taste to cool. it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, what? Uh, what's intelligentsia mostly? Oh, know? I mean, intelligentsia does is a bunch of different. A bunch like, of different. Yeah, kinds. yeah. I don't think there's I like anybody right now who's like we only use one, one type of, of uh, bean. I mean, I'm you have to understand, curious. like, because I feel like it has a pretty distinctive flavor to me, or at least the like types of intelligentsia sure, I've had, sure. which is usually just like at places in Chicago that serve it as, like, their house coffee, sure. bacon and eggs. Yeah, the corner, exactly. It's yeah. all intelligent uh, coffee. And every time I have it, I'm like, God, this stuff is amazing. It's <laughs> great. It's great. Well, you got to think about, like, the sort of arms war in coffee being, like, if you are a coffee shop that mm-hmm. roasts their own beans mm-hmm. and you find a farm mm-hmm. that is, like, the perfect little place in Africa, you don't want anyone else touching those beans. So you're going to create a blend or you're going to just be like, no, we're going to use a single origin coffee. Mm-hmm. And you got to think like when people think about like the price of coffee going up, mm-hmm. a blend is we're taking a bunch of different beans from different parts of the world. We're blending it together to create something. A lot of house coffees are like that. It'll be like, great. Well, we like this note. We like the cherry, but we also want it to taste a little lighter because it's like 
we're serving kind of more syrupy sort of foods. So we don't want to have something that's oh, also sure. going to match with that. So it's like yeah. the sort of flavor profile that comes cool. from like wine. Man, this is, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So it's like that's for you with a blend. But then like a single origin coffee, you got to remember it's like this is coming from one farm. Yeah. And this is one season of uh, of what the tree is producing. Uh-huh. You're going to think that a tree is going to produce probably about half a pound of coffee in a year. Really? Yeah. That's it? That's it. Wow. So it's having these little cherries that come, they just look like little cherries. Uh-huh. Take the cherries, yeah, I've take seen the it. fruit off. Yeah. You're you're letting either the uh, the bean itself uh, kind of sit and air out in the sun, depending uh-huh. on like how you want to do that, uh-huh. and then you're or you're going to chemical treat it, and then the roasting process begins. That way. I had no idea that it was that little. Yeah, a half a pound of coffee a year. A year for that's a insane. single tree, and that's pretty much across the board. You said robusto. They have is more. It's like so a mat like a, a tree will probably gain a little bit more, but not much. Huh. I mean, it's you know these trees are not like. Redwoods. Yeah, These yeah. are like scruffy Little mountain bushy trees, type. like bushy yeah. things. You know, I can't remember where. I think I, it was in Ecuador, of uh, that I went somewhere where they were growing coffee, yeah. and we saw, like you said, like mm-hmm. the little cherries, yeah. and you could, you know, peel it open and see the bean inside itself, of it yeah. and stuff. But yeah, they're all little tiny. They're trees, little trees. Yeah, yeah. I, and I guess I get excited. Of like how coffee relates to me mm-hmm. is I yeah, like I, was... I, I like how so it's like you have to think of like all right so coffee like the first documented like case of like coffee showing up mm-hmm. is in like 1200 AD wow and it's like all right so what were we doing mm-hmm. as human beings in 1200 AD you know there are definitely societies there is like trade routes we're talking about like pre Mesopotamian sort of like that's what's going on cool. and some people. See a bush that has a tree on it. They try eating it. They fail at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try cooking it. <laughs> they fail at it. Things so, taste like shit. They're terrible, all bitter. Exactly. Yeah. It's bitter and terrible. It's got this horrible, nutty center that's I've awful. I've always... Uh, I, I had that real, this very thing that you're explaining. I've had this realization, like... I don't remember when it was, but kind of recently, where I was just like, shit, how did people think of coffee for the first time? Or tea. Tea. Yeah. Just like, oh, what are these leaves? Let me see if I put them in some water if it tastes different. It tastes different, yeah, yeah. But coffee is yeah. so... Think about like, the... They had the steps peel off of, all the exactly. shit around it. Yeah, yeah. It's so just like... It makes me wonder if we will have... Like, literally our time will have things like that. Like, things that we haven't discovered yet in this very fundamental way. I mean, you could, you know you I mean? could say that like a thousand years from now, they'll look at the way we use the internet and be like, what? Idiots. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. there are things that we're obviously using, right. uh, like these sort of new kind of yeah. ethereal technologies uh-huh. that probably look that way. Uh-huh. But like the natural sort of things, absolutely. It's I mean, just interesting yeah. to think about like, are we doing things like that where we're, you know, seeing a plant that we've never seen before and going like, oh, what absolutely. can we do? I think scientifically for sure. Sure, like, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, cancer research mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so that's a really interesting concept that like in 1200, that uh, that process of like, yeah, finding finding a bush and not yeah. knowing what to do with not it. Not knowing yet. what to do with it. Yeah, so just being like, I don't know, uh, what do we want to do? Like, uh... I would say BC, not AD, excuse me, because I was like, oh, BC, BC. Yeah. so like pre-Christ, we're talking about that old. That's kind of stuff. insane. Yeah, 
Like, and this is, you have to think about like, uh, human beings like stimulants. They like things that make them uh-huh. feel better. Uh-huh. You understand? Like that's what For the sure. fermentation, fermented process comes from. Uh-huh. It's like, oh well, yeah. I, I put, drank this thing and it made my head feel great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, you know. That all seems like it probably started very accidentally. Absolutely. You know what I mean, yeah. And I think Whereas, it's also you look at like us, uh, how how little we actually look at what animals do yeah. today, and just being like. Boy, those um, those cows keep going over those bushes. Oh, and then the yeah. cows get really like hyper. Uh huh. I wonder, wonder what, I, that I wonder is. what that is. Yeah, so, yeah. that's so cool. Oh? I uh, I was gonna say. Oh, I think that like comparing that process, like the process of discovering how to like harvest coffee beans and make coffee, versus the literal just like. Oh, there's a thing that looks meaty. Let me stab it and mm-hmm. cook it. You know what I mean? That those seems this the meat thing seems so much more self-explanatory. Or even like here's like an ear of corn. I could probably eat this. You know yeah. what I mean? That seems so much more clear and succinct, which I think is why the coffee thing and and other things like I think there are other things like that, like fermentation, sure. mm-hmm. beer and Figuring out how hops and barley and all that combine to, you know, make this thing that we like to drink. That seems so much more unique and involved than just, like, stabbing a squirrel and cooking yeah, it Yeah, but you got to think about... Okay, so... so I, I, I have a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit of a butchering... I, I have a little knowledge of butchering, so I, okay. I will say... It's not as easy as you think, like, stab squirrel, because you're thinking, like, okay, so we have a cow... Mm-hmm. Think about how many different cuts are on a cow. Oh, yeah. How long sure. did it take us to right. figure out that? Yeah, like, sure, to be like, sure, okay, sure. well, this part tastes good, and this part doesn't taste yeah. good. Like, I think just cooking in general is all about exploration and that, just being... That's just so... And I know there's still so much stuff going on in that realm. Oh, if you yeah. look at... Even just in Chicago at all the, like, mm-hmm. Alienas yeah, and yeah. all of that. Schwa. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, they're coming up with new ways to experience food all the time. So I definitely don't want to sell anything like that short. Oh, not at all. So, uh, this is all incredibly fascinating. Sure, sure, sure. When did, when do you feel like for you, you crossed the line of like, oh, coffee is something that I like to drink and experience instead of, in lieu of drinking and, you know, doing drugs, and into the like, fascination with it and the you can say fetish, fetishization the that's what i was fetish, doing when it became a fetish because <laughs> um, that's what it is yeah it's i would love fetish. for you to talk about the uh the uh grinder that you just told me about before uh, we started but oh man to, if you could see the grimace of like slight embarrassment on Kelly's face right now <laughs> the issue is is it's like I own that I like coffee right but it's such a hard thing because there's like oh you're so pretentious and it's yeah, like well one you're using that ro- that word wrong it's like I am pretentious about coffee I care a lot about it but I it's really not necessarily do. a negative thing it's not a negative thing yeah you know, but it's like it's funny because everyone's like, "Oh yeah, you're Mr. Coffee." Oh yeah, you're going on MBS thing. Oh, you're talking about coffee. Yeah. Oh, that oh that makes sense. You're you're Mr. Coffee. That's that's <laughs> no, all that's, you think about, that's right? So funny. And I love that. That was the reaction that people have gotten. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, Kellen's going on MBS. What was he going to talk about? Uh, oh, coffee. Oh, oh yeah, duh, well, duh, 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 duh. duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, So when did it, I think it started happening when 
my own kind of palate started like opening up and oh, being cool. like like all right I like drinking coffee mm-hmm. and then it being like all right I'm I like drinking kind of sweet coffees because I remember I was a phase yeah. where I was like oh I want like a soy hazelnut latte uh-huh. like getting into the latte stuff and getting really into that. Uh-huh. And when when would you say this was? Oh, I, I'm like 17. Okay. 17. Yeah, I figured it was probably later teens. Yeah, yeah, later teens. Like when your body's just telling you sugar, mm-hmm. sugar, sugar, sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it was probably, I mean, and it's so stupid to say this, but it's like when when you're talking to a barista and they roll their eyes at your drink oh, and you're like, no. all right, well, what do you drink? And they're like, oh yeah, you want to know what I drink? Uh-huh. And you know, and they pour a shot and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just want to have me drink a shot of espresso? What are you, are you crazy? It's the same sort of like drug dealer mentality. Yeah, being like, so Oh funny. yeah, yeah. You like this? Cool. Well, why don't you try this? Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> and I remember, um... It's the same sort of thing when someone walks you through how you should be tasting it. Because everyone, they just, they see a shot, they're like, oh yeah, you gotta shoot. It's like, no, uh-huh. sip it, let it hit your tongue, giving you prompts to be like, well, what do you taste? How uh-huh. do you feel about this? What, wh- what are you noticing happening with your mouth? Like, I think it was when coffee was, when it went from us using coffee to talk about things mm-hmm. to we started talking about coffee. Oh, yeah, cool. Because it was suddenly about like, we weren't using it as, as a Man. drug. We suddenly were more interested in the thing that we were consuming. Yeah. The parallels, the parallels to alcohol to me are oh, yeah. so oh yeah present. Like yeah. wine and beer and 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 liquor. I think mm-hmm. all three of them. Like you reach a point in, at least I think a lot of people do in your drinking when you're you it stops becoming just like i'm gonna drink whatever shit's gonna get me real drunk yep and it might taste like garbage but i'm gonna do it anyway and i feel like for me it happened when i moved to chicago because i met all these people who who knew a lot about beer mm-hmm. and who knew a lot about different i kind of started with whiskeys or a little earlier yep, than that same here mm-hmm. uh but chicago really got me into like knowing more about the beers that i was drinking and why i liked them and things like that and i still have friends who are just like i don't know what different beers are like i don't know what this tastes like and to me that seems so like naive and just like how could you not like uh but maybe that's just no i think it's about I having an emotional like relationship to it yeah. you know it's like it's the same thing with music or i mean like wine was the first alcohol that i really got into because uh-huh. it was like we, the part of Oregon that I grew up in was kind of wine country, so it was like, oh, well, we can go and drink wine and, and feel fine because we can just hang out at their vineyard and talk with them and hear about the science of it and drink it and kind cool. of like, oh, this is an interesting taste. Yeah. From there, I got into whiskeys. From there, I got into beer. Huh. But I think the reason coffee has always held the the biggest part of my kind of interest in my, my mind space Fetishism. is that... Like, <laughs> Wine and scotch and beer takes so much more time and effort and process, and it's a lot easier to just like oh, I'm just going to go out and buy it. Oh. But like for me, I I have a cabinet in my house that is just my coffee gear, and it is the thing that I I will literally go out and buy people coffee stuff if I hear that they're slightly interested in cool. coffee because I'm just so interested in helping. In help- and yeah. like making people like That's coffee so more. cool. And you can't do... You can go out and buy someone a bottle of wine or uh-huh. scotch or get some beer. But the, and they'll drink it in the And then it's done. Nothing. But yeah. like, if you get someone... Like my kettle, for instance. Uh-huh. Like, 
That's a Hario kettle. To me, it's really pretty. I take care of it. I wash it constantly. It's really nice. Everything is really aesthetically pleasing about what you brought with you and what I've seen you like post pictures of before. Yeah, it's there's there's a larger aesthetic going on, Mm -hmm. and and I've tried brewing beer and I've failed at it. (laughs) um, And uh, I I think this just speaks to the scientific part of my brain. Like, the time and the energy, and also, like, going to school, uh, um, I, when I when I first got here, I was working as a barista downtown, and they kind of sent me to school to be a better barista. Cool. And, like, getting certified Where's to do that. Uh, oh, no, it was just like this, so, um, uh, uh, why am I blanking on it? Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the roaster had a school that they taught us through. So it's, it's not like it's not like a school school, but they would come in. Yeah, and be, but and I, I be mean, like, they do the same for bartenders. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. it was like they were working with us that way, uh, and it was great, and it made me appreciate coffee that much more because it was like it's not just the thing; it becomes part of you. You want to get better at it, you yeah. know? Like the idea that I'll have dreams and I'm steaming milk because That's it makes so it, it's, it's so zen like, and oh. you know, working downtown in the West Loop and having guys who had suits that were more expensive than what I was making in a year right. serving them yeah. a good cup of coffee or serving them a perfect shot and they were like blown away by it. It was cool. like there was an ownership of it being Absolutely. Yeah. That's something that you can do that this guy can't. No. no. And probably never will. Exactly. Uh unless for some reason you inspire him to quit his oh. uh uh, yeah, Six-figure job. There were definitely plenty of times I was I was telling these guys I was like, "Hey, you can hire me. I'll I'll come and I'll work for you, and I'll just make coffee for you if you want." Yeah. And they just laughed at me. That's <laughs> but you gotta gotta it's, give it a shot. The hustle, man. Gotta give the it hustle. a shot. Yeah, my 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 dream would be to meet someone in Chicago who has the money and the interest in coffee that would want to open up a shop with me. Because cool. I've got all the I got all oh, the man. ideas. I had no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's that's an absolute dream of mine. It would be able to open up a coffee shop and just be able to. Do do that and then be like great it's four o'clock i'm signing off i put on my comedy hat i yeah. get my comedy yeah. i go to sleep Gosh. like Wouldn't perfect symbiosis of yeah. my passions uh, right uh-huh. there uh but man I, there's still there's i think there's still opportunity for oh that. there absolutely is Good. you know and chicago is a great place like there's like in the five years i've been here like uh, dark matter and wormhole mm-hmm. and um gaslight intelligentsia like all uh, Metropolis. Um, there's just a couple other ones um, that have opened up recently. Like, but coffee is becoming the same way that like when I first got here, it seemed like the microbrew was starting mm-hmm. to take off, and people were more interested mm-hmm. in microbrews. Like, coffee is starting to have that sort of mind share in people's For minds, sure. which is great. Now, I'm certainly not a snob when it comes to coffee. Like, I think Starbucks makes amazing coffee. Yeah. Um, because there are times when it's, it is it is a delicious, delicious treat, but it's also a drug. I'm not going to lie yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. And I go to Starbucks when I need a hard fucking hit. Right. Yeah. Well, you said before, as you were making coffee, I was scoffing at mm-hmm. our, uh, you know, just generic coffee mm-hmm. maker with uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and you said coffee's coffee. Coffee's coffee. Yeah. It is. It's like, you know, I'm never going to look down on someone's offering me coffee mm-hmm. but it's sometimes it's different. it's different like i will say i'm a total asshole when it comes to good no 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 no, no, no. when people are like oh can i get a frappuccino or something else it's like they just want 
an ice cream. Oh, that's, okay. Like, gotcha. just drink a Diet Coke if that's what you want. Yeah. Like, that's really... It's a treat. It's a treat. And I see people look at coffee that way. And it, it doesn't bother me in terms of, like, oh, they're not doing it right. It's just a diff- different thing. It's just different, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like a lot of people are afraid of just drinking a cup of coffee because they think it's going to taste so weird and they don't have that sort of... Someone to be there at the gateway for that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I I hate to keep doing this, but it just everything you say just makes me think of beer, and it's yeah. just like I think oh, the, it's I'll absolutely. Still, I love good beer. I love it. I, you know, and I have my favorites. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is a uh, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. Oh, which delicious! Is, you know, yeah. uh, Colorado mm-hmm. beer. I figured you'd be able to. Uh, Relate to, but I'll still drink a Miller Lite. You oh, know nothing. what I mean? I gotta tell you, one of my favorite things growing up in Colorado is fucking Coors beer. You know yeah, why? Because I grew up a mile away from the Coors Brewery, and I'd wake <laughs> up in the morning and I would smell the hops coming really? from the Coors Brewery. Yeah. And it was like when people were like, "Oh my God, Coors is so gross!" It's gross. I'm like, "No, it's no. not. It's a good it's beer." It's totally. It's just time and place and what you feel at the time. Whether you know you're gonna drink. Six or you're only having one or two. Yeah. I think all of those are that are parallel to you know whether you're drinking Folgers that you make at yeah. a pot at your house versus what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know the really nice, um, you know independent type micro blend yeah. or and you're brewing it and preparing yourself. Yeah, that's it's crazy. I didn't expect there to be as much parallel as there is i think it's all part of the same like comfort mm-hmm. in our brains and our bodies mm-hmm. it's like what is something you engage in that comforts you what is something that you can that is that is happening outside of our bodies and i don't know i guess as as, as americans we kind of struggle with the idea of food yeah and i think also coming to the midwest uh beer and coffee and food kind of act as it's just um, it's a utility. It's not something to be experienced. Mm-hmm. That was that was definitely the bias I had when I first came here because it was like the idea of slow food wasn't really something that was talked about. But I feel like in the last five years, I've absolutely seen this part of the country change in terms of uh-huh. ownership of food, ownership uh-huh. of the things that you like. Yeah, not being embarrassed or. Um, taking it as a point of pride to be interested in this sort of stuff uh-huh. to the point where, because like, that's the thing about coffee that gets me excited because it's like, I'm not just interested in coffee. I'm interested in international commerce. I'm cool. interested in the environment. I'm uh-huh. interested in local commerce. And I'm, even the way it's brewed, the science behind the way it's Absolutely. Absolutely. Like all these sort of things, it engages my larger sense of what my connection is and my impact is into the world that cool. way. And I feel like if you're interested in beer, absolutely the same way. Yep. Being like, all right, so where's the water coming from for this beer? Where yeah. Where's it being brewed? Uh-huh. All right, how does it get here? Uh-huh. Um, where do I have to go to get it? Do I go to a store? Or do I go to a bar? Uh-huh. If it's a special bar, uh-huh. like who do I take that? Who, who do I go to that bar with? Yeah, like uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's you're you have to be engaged, mm-hmm. and that's what's exciting about coffee to me is it's like it absolutely engages me. At the same time, if I'm never gonna look at someone. Um, and judge them if they're not into coffee. Right. Because I just want them to be engaged with something. Yeah, yeah. Like some people oh, are engaged I, with music in oh a way God. that I'll never be on. I'll that never is, understand. I totally agree with you. That was honestly one of the 
driving forces behind doing this podcast yeah. for me yeah. was uh, that I am really fascinated by people's passions. Sure. Uh, and I know I have my own that people are, you know, not going to be able to understand. Like, there are people who think baseball is boring, and I, as you know, am so passionate about mm-hmm. the Atlanta Braves. And the fact that people can't get behind that is, is fine with me. It's fine. But... I definitely draw the line, or I try to anyway. Sometimes I have to catch myself. I try to draw the line of not shitting on other people's passions. Yeah. When people, it drives me up the wall when people do that, like, social network thing where they're like, oh, a sports thing happened? Like, sounds exciting and stuff like that. I'm just like, go fuck yourself. Let people be excited about something. Whether it's something they get upset about or not, you know, let people be excited about coffee and, and, and let that be their passion. And you have your own passions. And I would love to talk to you about that, but please don't shit on someone else's. Please? Yeah, I think it's a... I mean, I don't want to defend those people because trust me, there are plenty of people who shit on my passions. Of course and like, there you are. Know, tr- like, it's so funny people calling me a snob about coffee... And that calling me a snob about coffee is, is them being, being a, a snob. snob. Yeah. Like, that people don't understand that. Where it's like, you know, judging someone because they're interested in something else Ugh, says so much more about you as a person. So, it just drives me up the wall. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people listening to this conversation right like, here. Ugh. Oh my God, Kelly's talking about, oh, we get it, Kelly. <laughs> we get it. But I, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's an anti intellectualism that bothers me about this country that it's like oh the idea of being smart and passionate about something means that you're smart and passionate about something so fuck you for caring you know we should all be so apathetic and we shouldn't care about things because fucking 9-11 happened in the world oh my god i can't believe that you said 9-11 because i was just about to bring something up that was 9-11 related this is insane like my mind is blown right now um megan amram do you know who megan amram is yes uh she wrote an essay uh, on the 10th anniversary of 9-11. Sure. And it was the one-year anniversary, I believe, one- or two-year anniversary of her moving to L.A. Okay. Uh, And it's all about... It's one of the best essays I've read in recent memory. I love it so much. I'll have to send it to you. Absolutely. Like, have you read it afterwards. Uh, And it's all about how she hates... She's very young. She's, I think, close to my age, like Mm -hmm. early-ish 20s, mid-20s. Um, and it's all about how she hates that our society uh, right now is driven by bringing things down. Sure. As opposed to celebrating things and celebrating passions. And she's just like, are you kidding me? Our times are awesome. Like, everything is awesome. And the fact, like, the only it, the only way it's associated with 9-11 is just because it was, she moved to L.A., on 9-11 of, like, 2010 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So on 9-11-2011, she wrote this essay. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and she's just like, the fact that I could pack up my car with all my shit and just drive to a city I've never been to and find success here through a stupid website? Like, she basically got a lot of clout from fucking Twitter. Yeah. And now she's a... She writes for Parks and Recreation now, like... All of that happened because of a dumb website, and she's basically living her dream. Like, and she is so, she just, like, explores the fact that that is incredible. And the fact that anyone can, like, shit on anything that people, like, now, that people love is so counterintuitive to what we should be doing. And I just, like, I cry when I read it. It's so perfect. It's so well written. Oh, I mean, yeah. 
It's, Sorry, no, I no, no, do no, do, do not apologize. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I completely feel you. I, I uh-huh. guess it's so easy to 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 be offended by what other people care about. Uh-huh. Like it, it's it's you know. It, it's a lot easier to just shit on things than to actually celebrate things yeah, that you don't necessarily care about. She talks about that too. Yeah, like, and the fact that she has that attitude moving to the West Coast, which is known for apathy, which is known uh-huh. for people being kind exactly. of complacent, the fact that she can be that present, and the fact that she can uh, accept and that sort of celebration of our of our times uh-huh. is, you know. He's great. It's so I think good, it's great. man. I, I, I can't wait for you to read it. And I'll definitely post it in the like notes of the of the podcast so yeah. that hopefully other people I want I mean to. I, I could talk for another hour just about that idea. Oh, like, I I'm, probably could I'm, too. I'm literally just like kind of like oh, I have some thoughts on that, but like yeah. you know, we gotta, yeah, we gotta talk I, we about coffee. We gotta wrap it yeah. up a little bit, uh, unfortunately, because I could definitely get into that yeah. too. But that's definitely definitely a driving force sure. behind uh, doing the podcast, so I'm, I'm actually really glad that it came up because it never really has before mm-hmm. this. Um, uh, so uh, to kind of wrap it up, because I feel like you can speak to this for a little bit. Sure. Um, how and 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 you've touched on this a little, um, but more specifically, how do you feel like your passion for coffee uh, and your love of it and your interest in it? How do you feel like it one affects your life? Uh, in a grander scheme of things and two affects your creativity, your comedy. Um, how it affects my life is it helps me, uh, uh, set up a routine. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about the science of coffee. And again, like I've got a scale, I've got my timer, mm-hmm. I weigh everything out and there's a process to how I do it. That sort of routine helps me feel not like I'm in control, mm-hmm. but like there's so many other parts of my life mm-hmm. being like, Oh, I've got a baby, and the baby doesn't understand what routine is. And, mm-hmm. oh, I've got a job, and my job is about adapting to other people's routine. And, oh, I go out there and I try and do improv comedy. Uh-huh. And the last thing you want to be thinking about is routine Gosh, yeah. in improv. Uh-huh. So the idea that I have something that I engage in that is all about step one, step one A, step one B, mm-hmm. two, step one A, me two B. And, like, that sort of process yeah. is, like, the warmest uh-huh. fucking blanket on a cool. cold day that you just want to like it just came out of the dryer and you wrap yourself up uh-huh. and you're like oh like I could just stay here that's forever like, that's what it is for me and what a more it's such a more healthy thing to have as your routine and the thing that you control that a lot of then things that a lot of other people cling to as that like control factor oh, you know absolutely. what I mean yeah well, because it's not, it's not controlling anyone besides myself. Exactly. Like, it's one of those things where I'm... Whereas re- I think a lot of other people do go to trying to control others as yeah. the thing that they can control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> but that's uh, a completely... Uh, oh, yeah. I got goosebumps when you said that. I was like, oh, boy. I don't want to talk about people controlling other people or t- the struggle of having to remind yourself you can't control other people. That's a whole other oh, fucking podcast. Man. But I think the way it affects comedy... Um, and it doesn't, it can be in a more, it doesn't have to be a concrete thing. Like, yeah. I drink coffee before I do comedy. Nothing like that. Just like the ideals behind the things that you love about coffee and about its preparation. I mean, all the stuff that you've been oh, talking about. Well, yeah. the, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Ideals, the oh, ideals. yeah. So, so here's, I'll make a fun, fun little allegory. Cool. So, coffee is completely, um, uh, you can never have the same cup of coffee twice. Because, oh, man. because the environment is constantly changing. Uh-huh. The the 
the water temperature can't stay the same. I mean, you could try and make the water temperature stay the same. You absolutely could. But um, the humidity in the air is going to change. The pressure in the room is going to change. Uh -huh. So, like, if you're a barista and you're behind the, your machine and you're noticing it's like, oh, boy, the shots are going to come out a little different. i got to adjust the grind or i got to adjust the temperature on the machine. Like, you have to constantly be adapting to new inputs that way because uh -huh. you're never going to have the same cup of coffee twice. Uh -huh. Now, Mary Beth, what does that sound like? <laughs> what does that sound like? It sounds uh, like a bunch of people man. getting up on stage, having their own individual lives, having their own moments where they're having their own history, their own personal demons, their own personal celebrations. And everyone and in the audience. Everyone in the audience, their own, their own stuff. And there's the cultural things, there's the historical things that are going on all around us. Uh -huh. And it is about you getting up on stage and you're going to say, you know what, we're going to put this here, we're to put this here, we're gonna put this here, we have a light yeah. structure or no structure, yeah. but we're all gonna come here and we're all gonna do this. That you, is brilliant. I love it. Like yeah, that, that I think it I think it works well. I think understanding that there are gonna be great cups of coffee, mm -hmm. there are gonna be a couple of cups of coffee you're gonna remember. There are gonna mm -hmm. be cups of coffee where you're like, well, I I did everything I thought I was supposed right. to do, and it still and didn't, it turn, still out didn't turn out right. Yeah, yeah. And being like remembering that because it's like if I have a bad cup of coffee, I'm gonna I gotta sit and drink that whole bad cup of coffee and think yep. like, God, what is wrong with this? And it, and it, are the beans wrong? Was the uh -huh. water wrong? Did I miss one thing? It's the same thing with a bad show. Man. You gotta sit and you gotta yep. think about it, not dwelling on it, being like, Oh God, nobody likes me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, Okay, so what? And I'll, what, ne I'll never make a good cup oh, of coffee oh, good. again. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's I don't know, and it's that's it's so parallel. Yeah, I think you know, and I, it, that's not necessarily in terms of the whole. Like, I'm sure you could hear that me like. You can take that and, and put that sort of allegory in classes being like, all right, well, we're going in. We're learning how to do this. You can take that allegory put it in shows. Um, uh, you can definitely take it and put it into um, coaching, I think, as well. Being oh, like sure. Sitting back and watching these things happen and being like, okay, cool. You guys did this. You guys did this. Uh -huh. Now, what did we notice when this was happening? Uh -huh. Things weren't gelling together. It's about yeah. being able to step back and kind of seeing these sort of things happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I, I have a scientific mind. I want to I mm -hmm. see these sort of patterns, these sort of mm -hmm. systems. I certainly don't think that... Everyone. everyone sees it and that's the reason why not everyone's as passionate about coffee as I am right. so that's so cool man yeah uh, because we teased it and never came back to it, I need you to talk oh. about the grinder. <laughs> you didn't want me to remember. You don't. You don't have to say how much money. No, you I do on. have to say. I okay. do have. To say. <laughs> so a year ago, um, I was. I was. On one of the many coffee blogs that I go to, and they uh, the the oh, international yeah. barista championships are having, and a company made twenty five amazing wood glass stainless steel hand grinders called the Commandante. And the Commandante. The Commandante. Okay. And it is a fucking beautiful piece <laughs> of equipment. Okay. It is a wood cylinder with a thick glass base. With a beautiful um, kind of wooden handle on it, mm -hmm. fits in your hand, works beautifully. Twenty-five of them are made, and the whole international coffee community went fucking bananas, Nuts. bananas. Nuts. And I've been talking with these people in Germany who made it, <laughs> and I had to find someone to translate emails because I didn't want to just go on Google Translate and try and be. And eventually, they got back to me, and we were speaking English. And there's a Facebook page, and they put these photos up every single week, and I just get so angry <laughs> because it's just photos, and you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, well, man. on Friday, I got an email from Able Brewing Company uh, saying, hey, we're going to have 150 of these. 
Um, you're number 17 on the list if you want one. And I was like, well, how much? They're like, it's $150. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, $150. How much? I literally, I spend the most money that I make on coffee, hands down. Sure. And there's nothing else that I spend more money on, I would say, next to like rent. Uh And I'm not spending... Rent money. Rent money on coffee, but like in terms of... Like rent one, coffee two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe internet too. Oh, I mean, internet's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, you gotta get the internet. Rent internet coffee. Yeah, internet coffee. Um, but it was like, this will be, some, this is like an investment. I have a nice, I, uh, a hand grinder, mm-hmm. but like my at home electric grinder broke because oh. there was a rock in one of the bags that I was using and I no. put some beans in and it just went jam. Oh my God. What a heartbreaker. It was. And then I, I, I contacted the company that sold me the bag, sold me the bag of uh-huh. a, a company. I don't, I won't say their name because okay. I don't want to disparage it, but they're here in town. Oh boy. Um, and, uh, they never got back to me. Really? And I, I was like, Hey, there was a rock in your bag. Fucking and screwed up my grinder. It broke my grinder and they never got and they back never to got, me. How long ago was that? It's like seven months ago. That no blows. no no this this was yeah yeah about seven months ago that blows yeah it was but um, but you're getting this I'm getting a new one now I spent 150 dollars on my original electric grinder so I was like okay cool so all I'm doing then is, is replacing I'm replacing it. it that's that's nice right? yeah yeah you cannot justify that's totally that more justifiable it's so pretty though I gotta tell you I can't it's so wait pretty. I hope I would love to see it when you get it oh, yeah, even I'll, if it's I'll, just like a picture of it yeah but. follow me on Instagram you'll be seeing a lot oh, I do. of photos I do yeah, yeah. it's is your Instagram uh, at Dr. Terra every Tarrant? day Dr. Terra Dr. on Twitter, Dr. Tarrant on Instagram, Dr. Tarrant on Do you ever Vine. get people who, I, who think you're, you have a doctorate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell people <laughs> I, I have a doctorate in uh, child oncology, so if you've got child cancer, that's what I do. And people are like, oh my god. I don't know. So that's, that's really what funny. I, that's what I do. Uh, I thank you for sharing that. I know <laughs> it kind of pained you, it's but just, I think it was too yeah. perfect to to wrap up with. Thank you. Uh, this was amazing. This I is know, amazing. I know we could go on. I know Absolutely. we could, but yeah, it's yeah. been about fifty minutes. Sure. And I gotta cut it off. No, no, I get it. You gotta uh, cut you off. You gotta yeah. cut people off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think listening to an hour of two people talk is totally manageable, yeah. and a little bit more than that is less manageable. Yeah. So. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. For Mary. reaching out to me and wanting to do this. I absolutely am glad. After I heard the Ryan Ben episode, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to be able to be that guy. <laughs> no, this was amazing in a very different way. Uh, I mean, no one can be Ryan No ben. one can be Ryan Ben, of no course. One. Uh, of course. But you were a Calatari. Yeah, yes, it was exactly. amazing. I was doing what I do. Yeah. I, I loved it so much. Uh, the thing that I say at the end of every episode. Sure. Is uh, that I love you and I mean that. Oh, I love you and I mean that. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.